Okay. These are the words that were read earlier. It was the story of Jesus healing the ten lepers. I think many of you in this room um, know that story. How many of you don't? Good. So with that, um, if you have ever been to church on Thanksgiving, you know that this is the Thanksgiving gospel reading. The ten lepers speak at a distance to Jesus. They have a deadly disease. They are terminally ill unless something miraculous happens to them. Jesus, out of compassion, he heals them, cures them. They're going to the priest, and they notice they're clean. And only one comes back praising God and going before Jesus and bowing before him. Common story, mundane lesson, Christian people ask God for help uh, for their lives. We ask, we wish, we beg for it to happen. Often uh, we find it happening, and often we find it not happening. But both times we're supposed to recognize that God is God. He's good all the time, and all the time God is good. How often, how, when it does something good does happen, that very rarely do so many of us say that it was God that did it. It's kind of like the man who got lost in the woods. He was describing his experience to a very interesting, um, interested listener. And he told him how frightened he was and how, how scared he was. He got down, he knelt down, and he prayed. And then that person asked him, well, did, did God um, answer your prayer? And the man said, oh, no, before God could answer, uh, a guide came and showed me the way out. <laughs> so he didn't quite get it. So going back to the story, I don't know much about those ten lepers. I don't know anything about those ten lepers except they had a terminal disease. They were cured of it just like the Samaritan. They went back. They were all healed. And in my opinion... I believe that they just wanted to see their families again. They were happy. They wanted to go back to people they hadn't seen in a long time. They were free. They were excited. And so they had an opportunity to go and be with their family. They never thought that would happen again. Not they didn't really thank Jesus. They probably thanked him for a distance. But they didn't take the time to go back and to thank him personally. But if you listen to the words of Jesus... There sounds like there's disappointment there. These men had two new, new leases in their life. They have just been, today we would say, cured of cancer. And Jesus asked them, weren't all ten cleansed? Were the other nine? Has no one but this foreigner come back to give thanks? Doesn't that sound like disappointment to you? Yes or no? Yes. Yeah. And so we have learned, and many, if you've ever been to Thanksgiving service, we've learned that we should be thankful to Jesus for giving us the greatest gift of all, life and salvation, away from our terminal disease of sin, that we may live forever in paradise with him. And there have been numerous lessons on how to be thankful. Say thank you on a regular basis. Um, count your blessings daily. Um, make it a priority. Develop an attitude of gratitude. And how important it is to do those things. And have a devotional life or a spiritual life or and it's good for your mental life to do that. At Bethel, we have a phrase, God is good, God, all the time. And they respond all the time, God is good. It's just a, a, a little mantra of remembering that God is good to us, thankful. Some of us, sometime, would say, well, why don't you go to a third world country? See how impoverished people live, and you'll come back very, very thankful. Many people come on mission trips, and they come back, they go, wow, we are so blessed here. Or you go to someone who has very, very little, and you spend about a week with them. 
and you find what, what, what it looks like to be thankful when you don't have a lot, when other people around you do. And you let them show you what it means to live thankfully with a very little. Or maybe you, you sit down with someone who did get a clean bill of health, and you listen to them talk about the incredible new lease on life that they have. You will find them happy and alive, and you wonder, I wonder how I can get this without going through that journey. So here we are on a day that still has football on it. No parades. This is not Thanksgiving. And the Holy Spirit today is, is challenging us, myself included, to be radically thankful, have radical gratitude, being thankful in all circumstances, because that's what deepens our friendship with him, our Lord, and with others. Gratitude builds relationships in ways that other things cannot, between people and between God. And basically, folks, this is really, um, it's not about being happy in life, it's not about being wealthy in life, it's having people in life with you, and a God in life with you. For instance, um, if you want to be closer to someone, someone, um, maybe your spouse that you've kind of grown distance from over the years, you just lost that loving feeling because you just stopped doing things for them and showed, showed them that you're thankful for them, why don't you take a few moments every day and express a gratitude that you have for that person. Uh, write little notes of kindness, uh, encouragement, call or text them like you haven't done for years, but you're doing now simply because um, you've grown distance from them. Maybe they remain bitter about something that's happened. Just start saying thankful. Say thank you for being your friend or being their spouse. If you want to get closer to your kids or your parents or people you miss, again, start expressing gratitude to them. Just start saying, I appreciate you. It will mess with their attitude towards you and your attitude towards them. It will. Just starting expressing your gratitude towards them. And I know this is not Thanksgiving Day, and there's no parades here. There are football. But if, if you want to have a day that is, I, I know, so this is not Thanksgiving, so you don't have to be thankful. But uh, if your attitude reflects how people look at you today, and how you look at your people around you today, and how you look at your future along with the many reasons that are people that are in this room, I know that there's people in this room who have frustrations. I would guess there's people in this room who have had some pain in it. Their life have pain. And I know there's people in this room that probably have some disappointments in their memories. And you pray to God to take care of them. And some of the things he took care of and some of the things he did not. Just like... Um, you were wondering, well, why can't he cure me like he cured those ten lepers? Why couldn't he cure my loved one like he cured those ten lepers? Why couldn't he hear the, cure this relationship like he cured those, those ten lepers? And along with what happens during those times is we get the idea of defeat, disappointment. And maybe we're not as important to God as we were those, those people in those Bible stories. There's a, there's a the dream I ask, the, when I ask how people are doing, it's not uncommon for people. I asked my dentist this on Friday, Thursday. How are you doing today? Living the dream. Well, not all dreams are good. We are resurrection people. 
We are people of the resurrection. In Christ, we have been given incredible victories over life and bitterness, over hatred and anger and distance. These things are possible in the victory of Jesus Christ. And when we find ourselves not willing to say thank you, going the extra measure to say thank you, our gratitude towards Christ and other people diminishes. So the story is in God's word, not just to say how to be, how to be polite, but this is about forming human relationships at last and appreciating a relationship that God establishes us in our baptism. He took this wonderful thing, you, and made him, you, his friend. So we're going to ask you to take out your sermon notes now. I'm going to ask you to read a few things with me. The first one is Psalm 107, verses 21 to 22. We're going to read these aloud. One, two, three. Let us thank the Lord our his steadfast love for his wondrous works to the children of men. And let us offer sacrifices of thanksgiving and tell of his deeds in songs of joy. David is there just simply sharing, hey, this is our task to go around giving thanks for all the things he has done for me personally. It will mess with your attitude. An attitude that will make you a little bit lighthearted and maybe mentally healthier. They're, they're, we're going to celebrate the Lord's Supper today. In some Christian traditions, they call it the Eucharist. The Eucharist is, is a Greek word for a mindful of favors, a consciousness of benefits received, grateful, thanksgiving, simply thankful. Giving thanks goes far beyond just, paying, just praying before, come Lord Jesus, be our guest, let this food be blessed, and let us eat. According to the scriptures, one of the very basic disciplines of the Christian walk in life is to remain thankful. So would you please read with me Colossians 4.2. Continue steadfast in prayer. Be watchful in it with thanksgiving. I know this is not Thanksgiving Day, and um, it's not maybe what you're thinking about when you're coming in today and being a day of thanksgiving um, but it does help to learn to say God is good all the time, all the time. God is good. Even when things are not good. When things are not good. When life has every, given you every reason to be discouraged. You can learn of God's closeness by learning to walk with a thanksgiving in your heart, even when you don't want to be. I would love to have you think a time, well, two times, when you've been challenged or hurt and you got through those things. Just reflect back how you have got through those things. Maybe, maybe you didn't feel close to someone. Maybe somebody you didn't trust. They didn't trust you. You didn't want to bother that person. Or maybe you, you, you wanted to have a person in your life, but you just didn't feel comfortable going to them, but you went to them always, in, instead, anyway. And you received from them some comfort. And what you learned is you learn grace when you do that. When you practice grace, when you go to someone, because you're not a lone wolf, and you say, I need your help, I need you to pray with me, and they sat down and they did that, you learned to receive grace. Now, for some in this room, that's very difficult, especially when you're going through something very, very painful, and you realize um, it's not 
it takes a lot of effort to, to reach out with someone else for a friendship. But you did it anyway. When you did that, you learned what friendship really is. And in doing so, you learn a little thing about learning grace and thanksgiving. The old-fashioned way of saying is give thanks to God and give him glory. I want you to read with me um, Psalm 9. We read together. I will give thanks to the Lord with all my heart. I will recount all your wonderful deeds. I will be glad and exult in you, O Most High. 1 Thessalonians 5, 8 says this, Give thanks in all circumstances, for in this the will of God in Christ Jesus is for you. And Psalm 136, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. The enemy of our faith, the enemy of our faith wants you to live discouraged. The enemy of our faith wants us to live hopeless. The enemy of our faith wants us to look at things only from the dark side. There's no hope in there. And the God of our faith wants us to be hope-filled, to live in fellowship with him. And to live in fellowship with him, you just live with thanksgiving. You let him encourage you. You let him teach you how to trust him. It happens when we, we continually learn that radical thanksgiving, an attitude of gratitude, however you want to say it, oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good, and do it more than, four, then do it more than just the fourth Thursday in, in November. You want to be patient with someone? Then learn to be thankful for them. You want to get over a spat you're having with someone? You be thankful for that person. Do you want to learn how, what God is offering to you in your lives in Jesus? Learn to be thankful for him. In a few moments, you're going to take the Lord's Supper. And it's not going to maybe instantly go away. But I would like you to maybe, in that piece of paper, or maybe in your heart, think of what is the stuff that's stopping you from living with gratitude. What is it? Is it a relationship? Is it a disappointment? Is it just an anger, an unknown anger? What is it that's stopping you from living with, oh, God is good. All the time, God is good. Come to this rail and let Jesus say, I forgive you. I love you. And we're going to walk with this together. Together. Let it just start here. Not the fourth Thursday of November, but today. An attitude of gratitude in the name of Jesus.